0: Good afternoon, this is Rupert Thompson, Chief Investment Officer at Kingswood Group. We've just released our third quarter investment outlook and what I'm gonna do now is just run through our key views on where markets are headed over the coming months. Well, the markets have been expecting a strong global economic recovery and it's definitely underway. Um, China has obviously been recovering for some time now but the key development in the last few months is that the West has now caught up. So we've just had a second quarter GDP numbers out um, in the likes of the US, Europe and the UK and we've seen strong growth in all three, particularly in the UK as it happens. So the recovery is underway. Despite that we have seen some doubts begin to sort of infect markets, um, infection being the, the correct word here, just because there are worries that the Delta variant could possibly derail or certainly slow the recovery going forward. And if you look at business confidence, global business confidence hit um, very high levels um, a month or two ago. But since then, because the Delta variant has continued to spread, we have seen confidence start to fall back a bit. So how big a threat is the Delta variant to the global recovery? Um, We're not that concerned. Um, particularly in the West it is more of a problem for emerging market economies but in the developed economies because of the vaccine rollout clearly the link between um, infections and hospitalizations and mortalities has clearly been weakened drastically and what that means is even if the Delta variant is still spreading the amount of restrictions the authorities have to impose is a lot smaller than before. The other point we shouldn't forget Is that we've just got a lot better at dealing with um, social social distancing than before and we're talking about both businesses and consumers and then finally um, you shouldn't forget that um, there's still a lot of excess savings which was built up during the pandemic and a lot of pent-up demand and that is going to remain a significant source of support we think for the global economy so definitely growth will slow from here but it's still going to remain sort of fairly strong, we think, into next year. Well, I've talked about growth, but actually the biggest surprise for markets in the last few months has come on the inflation front, not the growth front. Um, everyone had been expecting a rise in inflation in the spring, um, and we got one, but the rise has been a whole lot uh, higher than people were looking for. So if we look at the US, where the has been most pronounced, Inflation, headline inflation is now running at a 13 year high of 5.4%. And even if you sort of strip out the most obvious sources of output pressure, such as energy prices, which have clearly rebounded from the lows of last year, we're still looking at a core rate of around 3.5% or so, which is significantly up on where it was before. Um, A lot of these Increase has been down to bottlenecks in the economy. We've seen used car prices um, shoot up, Um, airfares for obvious reasons have rebounded. So there are sort of, um, it is concentrated in a few areas at the moment. But equally, we have seen uh, more bottlenecks than definitely people were looking for. And as I say, um, the central banks have been somewhat caught out by this. And we saw this actually. In the latest inflation forecast for the Bank of England. Um, They've now revised up their inflation forecast for the rest of this year to four percent. Only three months ago they were looking for two and a half percent. The other sort of worry here is that this pickup in inflationary pressure feeds through to the labour market, feeds through to higher wage growth and that would then pose the risk that this whole pickup in inflation becomes much more entrenched And the risk that the central banks are being too optimistic in thinking that inflation is going to sort of fall back towards target over the next year or so and that as it were they can afford to just look through this temporary rise in inflation anyway where do we stand on this Um, we certainly do think a lot of the rise in inflation is temporary we are looking for inflation to fall back but we do think the central banks are being somewhat too complacent about this what have the central banks actually done um, as a result of this vast and expected rise in inflation? Well, they have brought forward um, the first sort of likely date for the lift off in rates. So, in the States, the US, we are now looking at rates probably starting to rise in early 2023. Um, it had been looking like 2024, but as I say, it's been brought forward a year. And in the UK, Again, the Bank of England is now saying they think a modest tightening of policy is now going to be justified over the next couple of years if they're going to be able to bring inflation back down to the 2% target. So when are we looking at a rate hike in the UK? Our best guess is 2023, early 2023, but there is an outside chance now that rates could actually head up towards the end of next year. But I think the key thing here as far as markets are concerned is that if inflation does fall back as you know um, quite a long way, then we're still only looking at a sort of gradual withdrawal of monetary stimulus. So it shouldn't prove too much of a problem for markets to absorb. And if we just move on to markets, you know what have been what has been the sort of big driver of equities over the last year? Why have equities continued to rally? Why are equities up as much as 15% year to date? Well definitely one of the sort of background supports is that monetary policy remains pretty supportive in the background but actually the number one driver here has been the fact that corporate earnings have rebounded significantly faster than expected and the kind of numbers we're talking about now is we're looking at um, 45% growth in corporate earnings um, across the globe this year and what this means is that sort of this year earnings will be as much as 25% higher than they were in 2019, despite, as it were, having the pandemic in the middle of this? So, corporate earnings have rebounded substantially faster than expected. You've had a very strong rebound, and that is the number one reason why equity markets have done so well over the last year or so. Um, earnings going forward will remain a support. Earnings growth is going to continue. There's no you know, there's no, not much doubt about that, but the pace of growth is going to slow significantly. So we can't expect equities cont- to continue to rise at the pace they have done over the last year just because earnings growth is set to slow quite sharply as we get through this the strongest part of the economic rebound. The other constraint on how much further equities can go up is valuations. Um, valuations actually were looking quite stretched a few months ago um, back end of last year. The PE ratio, the price earnings ratio for global equities got up to its highest 20, 21 times which is a 20-year high but they have fallen back a bit. Equity valuations don't look as stretched as they were but um, there's a good chance that equity valuations will continue to drift slowly down. So as it were, not only is earnings growth going to be slowing, but also you're going to have valuations possibly drifting down. And the reason why valuations um, are probably going to drift down from here is just that bond yields are probably going to be heading back up. And actually one of the big uh, surprises over the last um, few months is that bond yields have fallen not risen and this is despite the fact that inflation has surprised on the upside Um, and essentially our view is that um, we had a big rise in bond yields earlier in the year this was overdone Um, they overshot and actually they've now undershot on the downside and certainly we expect bond yields to head back up from here um, over the coming year not drastically but certainly we think they look too low at these current levels I mean one way of just sort of looking at this is to think that bond yields are sort of close to their all-time lows despite the fact that we are looking at um, not only growth but also inflation and also budget deficits being at sort of multi-year if not multi-decade highs. So we do think bond yields are headed higher and that means um, the returns you can expect from bonds are going to be pretty limited. Um government bonds, you may well see negative returns from here and corporate bonds, sure you're going to see um, small positive returns, but even so the returns are going to be pretty limited. So we do think even though equities, the sort of pace of gains you're going to see from see from here is going to slow, you still get there's still significantly more upside for equities rather than for bonds. So if you're going to invest in equities, what is what's the best place to be? Which markets do we still favor? Well, um, valuations, I think, as ever, are pretty key. and in terms of sort of which regions we favour, certainly we favour the cheaper regions at the moment. And the most obvious one here actually is the UK, where valuations are looking even more extreme. The UK is looking even cheaper. Um, the P ratio is trading at a thirty percent discount to the rest of the world. And this is actually the polar opposite of the US where it's looking even more expensive. So we've got P ratios in the US being some forty percent higher than the rest of the world, far more than normal, and yet we've got the UK trading a P thirty percent lower. And that is the sort of number one reason why we favour the UK over the US. And certainly you know we are also expecting a sort of renewed rotation back towards value stocks. From growth stocks and if that does happen that would also sort of suggest that you should be favouring the UK over the US. Other than that um, we still like Asia and emerging markets longer term and indeed China despite the problems which have been um, going on there in the last few months and then finally we continue to think that a sizable chunk of one's equity exposure should be allocated to themes rather than countries. And we think this has been a sort of key way of generating the best returns over the last decade or so, and this very much remains the case. And the kind of themes we're talking about, the kind of themes we like at the moment climate change is sort of number one. We also like healthcare and also you know, infrastructure. It's just to name sort of three or sort of, of the five or six themes where we've got specific allocations to. Okay, that's a very quick sort of run through our view at the moment. Um, just to sort of conclude, where does this leave us? I mean, Basically we still think a constructive stance to equities is justified and that's what we retain in our portfolios. The upside from here is distinctly less than it was for equity markets but it still looks distinctly higher than for bonds so we do think um, you should still continue to favour equities over bonds. In terms of risks, um, clearly there's risks both sides. The variant uh, or the Covid still poses risks on the downside to growth but possibly the biggest risk at the moment is actually that we see a significant sustained rise in inflation and if that happens that means the central banks will have to tighten policy sooner and we do think you should have some inflation protection in your portfolios and one of the things we have done over the last few months is add or increase the amount of protection we've got. So we've now got specific allocation to inflation-linked bonds. Um, we've also got gold in some of the portfolios where we can. And also we've got an allocation to infrastructure, which again um, should hold up relatively well if you've got a sustained rise in inflation. And number one, we are underweight fixed income. And fixed income obviously is the asset class most vulnerable to um, a rise in inflation. Okay, as I say, that's um, a sort of quick rundown on our thoughts at the moment. I hope that was useful. Uh, Thank you for listening. And if you do want a hard copy of this, um, you can get it um, from the Kingswood website. So thank you for listening. Please note that this podcast is for information purposes only. The views expressed do not constitute financial advice and please remember that the value of investments can go up as well as down. How an investment performed in the past may not be the same as how it performs in the future and there may also be tax implications. Should you require advice, please speak to a qualified financial advisor.